And now, live, it's time. Which team, by colors alone, is identifiable around the world? It's time for the JT the Brick Show. Which team, by slogan, commitment to excellence? On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Just win, baby. All those things are the Raiders. Here's your host, JT the Brick. All right, welcome back. Hour number two on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. And thanks for listening on the Raiders mobile app. We appreciate you listening every day, and we're excited to be here. Brought to you by Remy Martin. Remy Martin reminds you to team up for excellence, raise your cocktail game, and you can do that with Remy Martin Cognac. Depending on the mood, it could be a Remy Martin XO Neat, Remy Martin Tercet on the Rocks, or Remy 1738, or VSOP in a cocktail. Remy Martin, proud partner of our show. So we're going to spend a lot of time on hockey this hour because that's what I'm supposed to do. I host a national show and this show, and this show's based in Vegas, and Vegas is in the Final Four of hockey tied up 2-2. They have to win this game tonight. If they don't, I think the series is over. If they win this game tonight, I still think we're going seven. Montreal has been a brutal, tough out. I'll get to that in a second with Dan Duva, the voice of the Golden Knights. One of the reasons we're talking Raiders today heavy is Carl Nassib yesterday made an announcement on his Instagram that the whole world's talking about. This is Carl Nassib, defensive end for the Raiders. What's up, people? I'm Carl Nassib. I'm at my house here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. I really have the best life. I got the best family, friends, and job a guy could ask for. I'm a pretty private person, so I hope you guys know that I'm really not doing this for attention. I just think that representation and visibility are so important. I actually hope that like one day, videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary. But until then, you know, I'm gonna do my best and do my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting, that's compassionate. And I'm gonna start by donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project. They're an incredible organization. They're the number one suicide prevention service for LGBTQ youth in America. And they're truly doing incredible things. And I'm very excited to be a part of it, to help in any way that I can. And I'm really pumped to see what the future holds. Uh, That's all I have for you guys. I hope you have a great day. Work hard. A lot of great responses. Max Crosby on Instagram and social media. Proud of your brother. Julian Edelman. Awesome moment. Spreading the love to the Trevor Project. Very classy move. Ryan Clark of ESPN. Good for you, Carl. Live your truth. So there are a lot of people reacting to this. We'd like to hear the reaction from the Raider Nation. 702-365-9200. Gangster Raider, start us off this hour. You're up first. Go ahead. Hey, what's happening, JT? Hey, I'm I'm like, whatever's you, do you. You know what I'm saying? That's, if that's his truth, walk in it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm feeling good because I'm in Phoenix. So I'm here for the Clippers game tonight. And I'm representing my Clippers, and I'll be in um, Vegas tomorrow, and I got my tour, um, stadium tour on Friday. So I'm feeling good, and I like the way the uh, all-season's shaping up. And even, um, even though a lot of fans got a lot of backlash, a lot of stuff to say, they should embrace that man and, you know, take a lot of courage to come out and um, open up like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm, you know I'm, I'm, I support him, you know, living his truth. You know what I'm saying? Each his own. You know what I'm saying? No color lines in the nation anyway. We all one nation, all under um, – Al Davis, and, you know, he wasn't about that either. So it's what it is what it is, one nation. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Hey, have a good time at the Clipper game. How tough to get tickets, so you're rolling right in. What do you got? 
Nah, it was um, you know, I, I got people down here. They know I'm I'm one of the only real Clipper fans. They know, you know what I'm saying. So they looked out for me. I, it was a mm. surprise, you know what I'm saying. And I'm coming to Vegas this weekend. I mean, tomorrow because my girl's birthday on the 24th, and I got my stadium tour on the 25th, and I got a um, reservation at the tavern. You should come down and have a drink with me if you can on Friday at the tavern. Uh, I might be there, bud. So reach out to me. Thanks for calling. Let's connect. I'm going to the tavern after the show today to have a Derek Carr. Burger off the secret menu. I just tweeted out a photo of me at JT the Brick with the Derek Carr burger over at the Raiders Tavern and Grill. I am thrilled ahead of the game tonight to talk to the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. Dan, what a series. I hope you're doing well. I hope Father's Day was great and good to have you back in the States. Thanks, JT. And back in the States, maybe I can get my hands on a Derek Carr burger. That sounds delicious. <laughs> Let me ask you first off, before we get to the series, what was different with the protocol now? What was it like in Montreal, still in somewhat of a bubble? What was different? Did it meet your expectations? Yeah, the everything was different having traveled, you know, to, um, I mean, Gary Lawless and I for the radio broadcast have been traveling routinely since uh, middle of March. We went to Lake Tahoe, but maybe mm-hmm. not some other places. But, of course, we were in Minnesota and in Denver for the first rounds. Uh, going to Montreal was almost like turning back the clock. We were not even allowed to walk from the arena to the hotel. We had to take the uh, NHL shuttles. Um, so we couldn't go anywhere. We had, couldn't go out to eat. We had to stay in our hotel room. So it, it was very much locked down again. Haven't had to deal with that at all. Um, there at least were 3,500 fans in the building, and there were many times more outside on the streets of Montreal, especially after Game 3. So uh, the folks there are eager to celebrate their Canadians, even if they're not ready to uh, return to normal, so to speak. What was the noise like in their building with limited capacity, but having fans and having some fans there in the, the setup of the arena, one of the more popular arenas around the world for hockey? What, what changes did you notice? Oh, yeah. It's a, a capacity of more than 20,000. They're one of the largest arenas. And it's three tiers, lower level, mezzanine, and an upper deck. The press box is really a gondola suspended from the ceiling. So they're kind of hanging out over the ice. It's really unique. And there were 3,500 folks there. They also would have the synthetic sound pumped in, but at a, in a way that you didn't really notice it. Like the Canadians, they just do everything so well. Like all the details, the events, the banners, like all of those things. They do top-notch. It's very impressive. So you, because they're less than 50%, that's why they still have to have the synthetic sound. But um, the, the crowd there is discerning. Right? When things are going well, they're going to let you know. But if it's not going well, rather than booing, they more look down their noses at their team if they're not playing well. The booing for Max Pacioretty, the former Canadiens captain who left, booing toward the officials who uh, missed a few, like the high-stick to Corey Perry's face, but they don't boo their own team. They look down their nose at the home team has been my observation in the handful of times I've been in Montreal, but really great to be in that building. You just walk around and you feel like you're in a special place. Dan Duva, voice of the Vegas Golden Knights. Why the struggle? What is it taking? The defense has bailed out Vegas from a scoring perspective. Why is it so difficult to get the snipers going in this series? Part of it is the top line for Montreal, which you would think is being a, a top line, uh, is a scoring line, right? Not the Canadians. Their top line, uh, Philip Dano and, uh, you know, Arturi Lekkinen, uh, you know, that, that's not a – I mean, that line hasn't produced anything. They have no points. 
that line in the series. Their job is um, more of a shutdown role, which you don't really think of as a top line. But that's has uh, that has been effective for them. Dano's a great guy in the faceoff circle. He takes faceoffs even if his line is not on the ice. Uh, and and so uh, and Brendan Gallagher too. I can't forget about him. I and mean, these are guys that I mean, Gallagher's. I say this with all respect. He's a rat. You know, <laughs> like that's a good thing in hockey parlance. And I, I think that they've canceled out a lot of the Golden Knights' top flight players like Pacioretty, like Stone. Also, keep in mind that Chandler Stevenson has not been available mm-hmm. the last three games. They could get him back. So the offense has been more notable from the second line. Suzuki with Cole Caulfield, the rookie, is so much fun to watch. Uh, and then even I, I've been impressed with the, the depth players from Montreal. Um, and I think that third-line matchup, Vegas's third line with Nick Watt, center, Tuck, and Yanmark versus the third line well, with Anderson and Kakaniemi, uh, that's been uh, an interesting line to watch for Montreal. That's been, I think I'm most excited when the third lines are on the ice against each other. Dan Duva is our guest. So this is interesting. You were there, obviously, calling the game. What was the Canadian media reaction to Robin Leonard getting the start over Marc-Andre Fleury and his performance? I think that there was a lot of question asking as to why Fleury wasn't getting the next start, especially given that Leonard, when he last played, was not good. Everybody's interested in Fleury, of course, in Montreal. I even did a radio interview in Pittsburgh, right? The the former uh, Fleury fans uh, maybe are still Fleury fans, even if they remain Penguin fans. So I think that Pete DeBoer's explanation about wanting to, uh, you know, alleviate some of that fatigue makes sense. The concern was the backup in Robin Leonard has not played well, um, you know, in a couple of months. Not that he's played a lot in the last couple of months, uh, but Leonard was solid. And I think that um, the the Montreal media would have a a little bit of a time understanding how this is all working out. Uh, We've seen it every day in Vegas. But I think that they're interested as much in Marc-Andre Fleury's personality as they are in his goaltending performance. But you could see a couple of his a decision. It's not that he all of a sudden he's tired and he physically looks tired. He he makes curious decisions, or mm-hmm. perhaps his focus wavers a bit. The poke check on the Byron goal, the miscue beside the net. Those are mistakes of, of mental fatigue more than physical fatigue. Dan Duva joins us, voice of the Golden Knights. You're a pro. You're not going to predict games before a series, but you know what I do for a living, and most any, everybody <laughs> I talk to on the air said Vegas in four or five. They discounted Montreal because of their regular season record, just playing in Canada, and they weren't a very good team. They weren't elite. They were average, which is basically a compliment to them. All of a sudden, they get up for games. Now, as you're calling playoff games, you can see it better than everybody, Dan. Everybody's a tough out. Look what happened to the Islanders last night, losing 8 nothing. Right. If you're not ready to play in the first period, that game could get away from you. Right, and that's the amazing thing, the thought about momentum from game to game. Oh, will that carry into the next one? It's a lot like baseball, I think, as good as the next day's starting pitcher. You know, what happens to, to, in today's game might not impact game six. So, uh, you know, the little things you watch as a game unfolds and how a team starts. But Vegas had come from behind so frequently. All four of their wins against the Avalanche, they trailed. They had to come from behind to win all four. But Vegas, we would still say, was the better team for those four wins. So every night it's a little bit different. Um, You know, Montreal having not played in front of fans or a real crowd until this one. Then you throw in the back and forth, the, the longest travel the Knights have had to do this year. Canadians have done it a little bit, right? They would have played the Canucks. Um, so anyway, back and forth without any break. We'll see if 
maybe slowing things down if the, the group is a little bit tired. Would that favor Montreal, perhaps? Maybe Stevenson coming back, that burst of speed. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the faster guys. He could very well be in the lineup today. And then we'll see if they go back to Marc-Andre Fleury, because as we know, when Leonard started against Colorado, when Fleury came back in, he looked fresh once more. So maybe, you know, not only do you get that win from Leonard, maybe you also get a, a more rested and sharper-looking Fleury today. But then again, there's Carey Price on the Montreal side and Cole Caulfield, and they can shut things down. So it's, it's really interesting. I have no idea what's going to happen tonight. You know, Dan, finally, it's interesting because when DeBoer gives them the speech right before they hit the ice and Mark Stone says something, then they come out there and it's the best home ice advantage. I mean, it's like a rock and roll concert. I always know they're ready. They, how could you not be ready in that T-Mobile atmosphere at the Fortress? But when they start slow in the first 10 minutes, I'm sometimes shocked. And I know all that Montreal can do to save their series is come out really electric and fast in the first 10 minutes tonight. I think the first 10 minutes is critical because Montreal is like a soccer team. If they go up 2-1 or one nothing, they want to stack it in and win defensively. I got to hope that Vegas gets the message tonight at home and starts off really fast. Yeah, you're right on JT. And the last game that Vegas, of course, won in overtime, that was the first game in the playoffs that Montreal lost after leading at the second intermission. So Vegas did not have good starts games one and two, excellent start in game three, and a pretty good start in game four. And, of course, they lost the game in which they started best. So, uh, you know, I remember my high school football coach said, you know, that one year the, the, the pre-game, preseason mantra was be ready early. Well, the team was really good early that season, but they crapped out at the end. So the next year it was be ready early, then finish strong, right? So uh, there's this mantra that we hear from coaches and players, and so often we look at individuals. Maybe somebody, uh, not a whole team is strong in a period, but maybe one guy uh, or, or a line or a deep pair really makes an impact early on. Um, who will it be? As maybe, like I say, Stevenson getting back in there. I mentioned Nicholas Watt. I mean, boy, you know, Quebec native here. He's got two goals, his first career overtime goal. That third line with Tuck and Yanmark has been outstanding. And we remember Yanmark in the pivotal game seven had a hat trick. Like, these things are hard to predict. So I, I look rather than a, a team, a team wide start or a team wide finish, I wonder is there a line or a pair that starts really hot or maybe starts really poorly? That's what I'll have my eye on. Dan, when I'm in the backyard, backyard brick in Summerlin, in the pool, and I'm watching the game, you are pumping through my Alexa. It's the TV volume down. Dan Duva and Lawless turned up. It's the ultimate compliment I can play, uh, pay to you. Have a great call tonight. I'll be listening, and I hope to talk to you during the finals. That's great. With a cigar, uh, a scotch, <laughs> and maybe one of those burgers, too, would be, would be great from, uh, from, from quarterback Carr. That sounds good to me. You got it. There he is, Dan Duva. Thank you, Dan. Check his call out tonight. He'll be fabulous with Gary Lawless. Lawless in order. Law and order. I love it. Gary Lawless and Dan Duva. You better believe I'm putting on the voice of the Golden Knights. You better believe I'm talking hockey today. This is big. This is super big. We got an opportunity for another two and a half weeks of content, hockey, and the Stanley Cup in Vegas Everybody should get behind it. Do me a favor. Get me the wah goal, please. Goes behind the goal. Waggles out and shoots. Knocked down in front. Wah stopped. Another try. He scores! Nicholas Wah in overtime! He waited and lifted it over the fallen Carey Price. 
Nick Waugh wins it for Vegas at OT. Two to one. The Knights win it, and they tie the series two and two. If you got a call, that's Dan Duva, who we just had on the call. How good was that? Scotty Upshaw join us next. Really good hockey player, and now he has a fantastic podcast. He wanted to get on today, and we're talking about Carl Nassib. If you want to get in the rotation, real simple, 702-365-9200. Dan Duva brought to you by the Henderson Hyundai Superstore. Boulder Highway in Henderson, they have the super deals you're looking for. Let's get behind the Golden Knights tonight. How lucky are we to have a global event in Vegas right here on Raider Nation Radio. Watch the game tonight or listen to the game on our flagship sister station. Johnson banks it for Colton across the blue line left circle. Delivers it cross ace maroon right point Luke Shen. A little shot score! Luke that bounce past Sorokin. I don't think that was tipped. That'll be a goal for Luke Shen to make it 8-0. Eight 8-0. Nothing. Eight nothing. The team of my youth, the Islanders, get destroyed by Tampa Bay. JT back with you. Raider Nation Radio, biggest story in sports tonight in Vegas. Game 5 of the Western Conference Finals. Scotty Upshaw kind enough to join us. What a great career he's had in the NHL and for Canada. And now he has a brilliant podcast, Missing Curfew. I met him up in Tahoe at the outdoor games. He did a derby broadcast. DraftKings is putting him on the road. And we get him before this big game tonight. Scotty, good to talk to you again. How are you, my friend? JT, thanks for having me. What an introduction. I feel like I'm playing in my own playoff match tonight after that introduction. Well, you had a great career, man. You played a long career in this league. Predators, Flyers, Coyotes, Blue Jackets, Panthers, the Blues. And now you're deep into media now, making a name for yourself. How do you love talking hockey during this postseason? Because we expected Vegas to be here. We didn't expect to see Montreal. No, I don't think any of us did. And, uh, you know, the... Uh, the opportunity for a team to come out of the north, I think it really fell in anyone's hands. I think Toronto was probably the front runner, uh, but after they got knocked out early, it was really anyone's game. I think Connor McDavid and, and Leon Dreisaitl both uh, getting shut out by the by the Winnipeg Jets in the first round really took out all the star-studded you know players in the north, and it became anyone's division. And then you, what you see Carey Price do throughout the playoffs so far, uh, you know, just being that one A goalie that. Uh, th- that makes so many key saves, gives this team an opportunity to win every night, something that the Las Vegas Golden Knights hadn't really seen yet so far in the playoffs. I mean, Grubhauer in the second round against the Avalanche played well, but didn't, didn't really make the saves that, uh, you know, that Colorado needed. Vegas having an, you know, a huge upside in the goaltending department there. Um, you know, right now it's anyone's game, and, and in the best of three, Going forward, moving into the Stanley Cup Finals, a best-of-three match, anything can happen. It's an exciting time to be in Vegas tonight for that game. I know you guys are looking forward to it, and so are we. Scotty Upshaw is our guest, former left winger, great player in the NHL, and now a member of our media, one of the best out there. Scotty, I always knew that this team was built with two goalies. They gave Leonard the long-term contract. They brought Flower back. He's a future Hall of Famer. How shocked were you when he was benched for Robin Leonard? And the follow-up, did you expect Leonard to play as well as he did? 
Well, just as you said, JT, having two goalies that are your, you know, your backbones of your team, uh, your, your MVPs of the season, uh, you, really can, you really can rely on either of these guys. I think what Peter DeBoer did last game, realizing that you know, Marc-Andre Fleury has played excellent hockey for the Las Vegas Golden Knights. He's really been their MVP all year, Vesna candidate. Uh, a guy right now with a, with a con Smythe opportunity to really carry his team uh, throughout this playoffs. Peter DeBoer had a tough decision to make. And, you know, Fleury, after the mistake in Game 3, um, you know, and, and, and with the tough schedule, with the travel out to Montreal, across the country, playing game after game, I think Peter just realized, you know what, let's just, let, let's just put in Leonard right now, give our team a spark, you know, give our guys a fresh look. Um, and then, you know, Robin Leonard's, he, he, he's, you know, Shane and I talked about it this morning on air in our podcast. He shows up four hours before the game. He's on his social media reading all the critics, uh, everything that someone wants to say bad about this guy. He was reading it, using him to fuel his fire, to fuel his, his attitude towards that game. And look what he did. He went out and made timely saves uh, at important times of the game and really kept his team in it to score a late goal and then score another big goal in overtime, a big reason why the team's coming back here at home uh, tied up in this series with, you know, with it being anyone's match. Scotty Upshaw is our guest. Well, and I, I saw you in Tahoe, and we, I want to take our listeners back to that. You come in there with the podcast. You guys are making a name for yourself, and you're there out in Tahoe. The weather's unbelievable. There's four fan bases there, but we were dealing with COVID. We went to the bars. We followed the rules. We did everything we were supposed to. And now take a look at the NHL in Vegas, 18,000-plus at the Fortress. No one having to wear a mask. Vegas is open again. It's been a long time, a long way since I saw you up in Tahoe where the NHL was just trying to keep the season alive. JT, we, we definitely did have a good time. That was our... You know, that was our inaugural uh, road trip put on by Hall Pass Studios, our boy A. Hall, longtime friend of yours, longtime friend of mine. Um, you know, we hit the road running. We, we covered the game. We call, covered Colorado and Vegas, which was, you know, for us, it was a, a stage set for what was going to be an exciting series. And it was, it was a great game. The NHL did a fantastic job of keeping all the players safe, the fans safe. Um, you know, unfortunately, the ice started melting there because you're right. The, the weather was just too nice. Um, but what's going on now, the way the NHL and Gary Bettman, our commissioner, have really been able to fine tune, uh, you know, use COVID protocol and, and the reopening of different cities, different states, uh, different teams. You know, and Las Vegas has, has really set a precedent for, you know, keeping people safe. We went in for we went in for the Colorado Avalanche game, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they were kind enough to give us a spot right on the concourse for game three at T-Mobile Arena in the Fortress, like you just said. Uh, we had a great live show before the game. We had Gary Lawless on. We had Shane Knighty, two big personalities for, for the Golden Knights. Um, we really had fun with it. And then we witnessed what was just an incredible atmosphere. Filling that place up with fans was, was truly special. Um, something that really brings back pride in NHL playoff hockey and and being able to be a kid and go to a game again with your dad and wear the jersey of your favorite player and watch your team go out and battle and play off hockey, there's really nothing like it. NFL football, you know, NBA basketball, there is nothing like live playoff hockey, and we are really excited right now that we're able to fill up a barn before this season's over. And, you know, we're going to see that Stanley Cup given away to a team in the next few weeks. 
And personally, I would love to see the Vegas Golden Knights be the ones that hoist that puppy. Nicely said. Scotty Upshaw joins us. 2002 NHL entry draft. Nashville takes him in the first round, sixth overall. Went on to have a stellar career. Now the Missing Curfew podcast with three NHL vets together. Scotty, with you, it's Shane O'Brien, Jimmy Hayes. You just mentioned Albert Hall, great friend of mine with NBA Summer League, Hall Pass Media. I love this podcast. I was one of the first few to download it when he told me about it. How much fun are you having talking about lifestyle, hockey, everything else that happens in your lives? It's really unique, and you're making a big name for yourself. Thanks, JT. We're, you know, we're really trying. We're putting forth a, a real fresh look on the game of hockey, on the lifestyle around it, on our experiences, you know, inside the dressing room, on the road, either at Coachella or Bonnaroo or our trips to Vegas as, as you know, younger guys, single guys having fun. Uh, we got Jimmy Scoops Hayes on the East Coast. He's living out of Boston. He really gives us a fresh look on the East Coast. And then Shane and I, you know, we're here in Newport Beach. Uh, we're both members of Big Canyon Country Club. We play a lot of golf. We got a lot of good buddies in and around the league that we have on as guests. And, you know, it's been just really fun. I think, I think everyone leaves the game of hockey and kind of has a question mark on what they want to do, you know, as an ex-athlete moving forward. And, and this little venture we've had has really created a chance to, to start a brand that we believe in, uh, that our friends believe in. Uh, you know, we've got our own website, missingcurfew.com. You can find us on all of our platforms, whether it's Instagram, uh, YouTube, or, you know, Spotify and, and Apple Podcasts. So, we're really having fun, JT. We know you're a proud listener and a proud supporter, as are we with your with your radio show. I can't wait to get out to a to a, a Las Vegas Raiders game. I know that building is going to be rocking this fall. Yes. Uh, so that's that's really exciting, and and this whole thing has just been great. Getting live sports back is the best thing about you know this reopening this 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 summer. And you and I both are, are at you know we're athletes and we're. We're ingrained in our communities, and, and I just can't wait to see some live sports again. Well, I'll leave you on this note. Maybe you could do a podcast on this about a month ago. About five weeks ago, I'm grinding. I'm doing two radio shows. Not much of a break since COVID started. My wife says, you're done. We're going to Cabo. Father's Day, she surprises me with uh, four or five days in Cabo. And I look at the dates, and I go, wait a second. This is the Stanley Cup Finals. I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. She goes, you're going. You got to turn it down. You're going too hard. So if I'm there for if I miss a game or two, I will be back on the back end of the series to jump on your podcast to see if Vegas can hoist the cup, okay? I think that that's a, that's a deal, my friend. And, and you know what? She's probably right. If she says you're going too hard, JT, you might be going just a little too hard. So you might need a little break, a little margarita down in, you know, down in warm Cabo, but <laughs> But hurry, yeah, hurry and get back because if this if this Las Vegas Golden Knights goes to the final, that city, the roofs are going to get blown off. Every casino out there, T-Mobile Arena will be, you'll be able to hear that puppy from California. It'll be like an earthquake out of Nevada that that rig. So I'm excited. It's uh, it's exciting time to be a hockey fan, to be a sports fan, uh, to be a you know a radio fan. And uh, yeah, let's hope for those Golden Knights to pull it off here tonight. Thanks, Scotty. All the best. Say hi to the team for me. I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you out here. Thanks for having us, JT. Anytime. Thank you. You got it. Scotty Upshaw. What a career he had. Six overall. He played for Nashville. Was great with the Flyers, the Coyotes, Blue Jackets. Big contract. He signed with the Florida Panthers and wrapped up his career with the St. Louis Blues. Played for the National Team Canada. And a good guy. Good friend. And his podcast is great. Missing curfew. 
So I'm in Tahoe for the outdoor games, and the weather was warm. And I'm walking around there. I think I told you this story. It was the most bizarre trip. I get invited up there by the Golden Knights. I get a credential, and I go there to go on a ski trip. I'm mixing in skiing and the hockey game, and three or four of my friends come up with me. So we got a suite at the Hard Rock. We're all dialed in. I got a pass for the game. And then we go to the game, and the ice melts. Well, I'm with Chris Matthews, Vince Sapienza, a bunch of the guys that are here, Kevin Bollinger. And we have to leave at the end of the first period because the ice was melting. It was so warm out. I go, this is weird. So I go back to the room, and they cancel the game until, I don't know, it was 9, 9.30 at night. We go to the bar, and that guest, Scotty's in the bar with his guys who are doing the podcast because they couldn't be at the game. The game was canceled, and we just start throwing back beers in the bar, and I'm talking to these guys, and hockey players really know how to get after it. So they're telling stories, and we're telling stories, and we exchanged phone numbers and kept in touch since, but that was a road trip. So last part of that story, which was funny but embarrassing, the next morning we get up Friday to go skiing. We're supposed to ski Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We got all our gear on. Skis are with us. Gloves are on. We get right to the front where you buy your lift tickets. And there's this lady standing outside, this big building that says lift tickets. She goes, what can I help you with? I go, nothing. We're just buying our lift tickets. She goes, no, no, no. There are no lift tickets. It's COVID. We're only 20%. We've been sold out for a month. And all of us standing like tools in front of the gondola with our skis, our gloves, our goggles, ready to ski the first to three days. Trip canceled. Can't get on the mountain. My buddy Bobby G says to the lady, where can we scalp? He really thought you could scalp tickets during COVID and and cheat and get on the mountain. So we returned all of our equipment, went back to the bar, and we're drinking at the bar for three days until our flights came Sunday night. And that's where I got to meet Scotty Upshaw. So we did about 40 minutes of hockey here to get you ready for the game tonight. Important that we do that. And hopefully they win tonight. And we'll have a recap tomorrow with Dave Gocher, who's going to join us. And hopefully maybe a player. We're working on some other things today. Earlier today, I emceed the Las Vegas Rugby Cup event at Allegiant Stadium. Rugby tickets are on sale. This is a big one. The United States, the national team, versus Ireland, October 30th. Halloween weekend, the day before, at Allegiant Stadium. I would recommend everybody get on those tickets as soon as you can because everybody else, everything else is selling here really quickly. I got about 20 minutes left, a little bit less than that. I'd like to spend the rest of the show talking about Carl Nassib. He came out and announced he was gay. He made the announcement, and the Raider Nation is the fan base that it affects the most. According to fanatics, over the last 16 hours— the number one selling jersey at Fanatics is Carl Nassib. So it's a big day in the NFL. It's a big day for Carl Nassib. It's a big day for the Raiders. And for anyone out there who was struggling to make the announcement of being gay, you now have a role model who just did it for the first time as an active player in the NFL. Let's get your reaction to that. I believe it's historic. I think it's a great moment in Raider history because it shows the inclusion of the Raiders that we all, we all knew. But there are still fans around the world and around the country that don't exactly get what the Raiders do. Let's hear it for the Raider Nation, 702-365-9200. And we'll also take a look at some of the moving lines coming up next. 
Some lines are moving here in regards to the game. Vegas tonight, let me get this for you, Golden Knights, minus 250, bad MGM, minus 240, William Hill, minus 250, FanDuel, minus 225, Circus Sports. Go get it, Vegas. Lay the wood and go win this game. I really have the best life. I got the best family, friends, and job a guy could ask for. I'm a pretty private person, so I hope you guys know that I'm really not doing this for attention. I just think that representation and visibility are so important. Carl Natsub, JT, back with you. You know, Bobby was a little surprised during the break that we don't have any Carl Natsub calls on hold. I'm not surprised for a number of reasons. A, it's the summertime. B, the Knights are playing tonight. See, no one's here. No players or coaches are here. It's a pretty big day in the history of the Raider Nation. So if anybody's got anything really nice to say about Carl Nassib, this would be the day to do it. 702-365-9200. And as I told Bobby when we were coming back, to me, it just shows how inclusive the world is getting. For a lot of people, this is not a big deal. It's not on their radar. A player said that he is gay. Everybody listened. And everybody moves on. It's not that big of a deal. To me, it's a very big deal because I've been doing radio for 25 years. And this is the first time ever I've been able to talk about it in the NFL with an active player on a roster. So when I go back and I look at what this moment means to the NFL, it's a big moment for the NFL. But it's a huge moment for the Raiders. I'm in this brand new building in Henderson where the paint isn't dry. I mean, there are brand new offices that are getting furniture put in. This is a new world for the Raiders in Las Vegas. And this is global news that's tied to the Las Vegas Raiders. So the news today about his jersey sales is pretty interesting. According to Fanatics, and this was tweeted out by Adam Schefter, NASA made history when he announced in an Instagram post that he is gay. He's the first openly gay active player in the NFL as Michael Sam never played a regular season game. Nassib's number 94 jersey became the top-selling NFL jersey across the Fanatics network Monday and Tuesday. So he initially broke the news in video. He later put out a written post explaining why it took him 15 years. Here's more sound yesterday from defensive end Carl Nassib. I actually hope that, like, one day... Videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary. But until then, you know, I'm going to do my best and do my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting, that's compassionate. And I'm going to start by donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project. They're an incredible organization. They're the number one suicide prevention service for LGBTQ youth in America. And they're truly doing incredible things. And I'm very excited to be a part of it, to help in any way that I can. And I'm really pumped to see what the future holds. Yeah, that's what I think is important about this foundation. There are a lot of kids who struggle with suicide and those thoughts because they can't come out and they are very torn because of their parents and their family and making the decision to come out publicly talking about it. And this, this is a big moment for suicide prevention and for kids and for young kids around the country to have someone to look up to and to be able to talk and possibly knock on the door and talk to a mom or dad or a grandparent or an uncle and aunt and explain 
how they're feeling and wanting to come out. That's the big hook to this story. Not about football. And if you're joining us late, I, I think the football side of the story is going to play out and it's going to be very interesting. Because I don't know. If I had a bet and I don't gamble, I always put gamblers on the show, as you know. But I've never placed a sports bet. But if I bet on this, I would say that Nassib would make the team because of his cap hit. But I think it would be very close. I think he's going to be one of the three or four tough decisions that John Gruden and his staff has to make. That's just my opinion. I could be completely wrong. They could be listening to this show going, what's he talking about? He's going to be our front-line, second-string uh, backup defensive end, or he's going to be part of our NASCAR package or whatever rush package we put in there with Yannick Ngakwe, Cleland Farrell, and obviously Max Crosby. But I think we could all say this honestly today that Carl Nassib is not starting over Yannick Ngakwe, Max Crosby, or Cleland Farrell, who could all play off the edge. And Malcolm Kuntz is coming to try to get his job. Right? He's trying to get his job because he was drafted out of Buffalo, same school as Khalil Mack, to try to come in and make a play and get on this team. So we talked a lot about it today, and hopefully we'll get him on the show coming up here soon, and I can ask him some of these questions. Or maybe the Instagram announcement, and maybe he does you know, a big interview with Oprah or Anderson Cooper, and he moves on. Hey, we got Tom Brady sound, because Tom Brady's starting to chirp now. When Tom Brady, remember when he was available as a free agent? People were talking about Vegas. He came to a UFC fight, and he saw Mark Davis, and everybody was wondering, is Brady coming to Vegas? Well, I never knew that. I, I never thought that. I, I had pretty good information that the Raiders weren't going down that road, and they were tied to Derek Carr. But listen to what Brady had to say about maybe, not maybe, definitely one of the teams who he thought would have a spot for him. One of the teams, and they weren't interested at the very end. I was thinking, you're sticking with that mother. <laughs> wow. You're sticking with that mother blank? Who could that be? Who is Tom Brady talking about in that soundbite where people are wondering what team had a quarterback that didn't want to pull the trigger? Well, Vegas is in the conversation. I don't think that he's disrespecting Derek Carr. Because I don't think that he would say that about Derek Carr. But very interesting to see the other teams that could have been interested. He thought San Francisco was interested. Could he have been talking about Jimmy G? Jimmy Garoppolo? Could that have been someone he was talking about? I don't know. The other choice I thought that was a choice for him to go in and win, and that was before Matthew Stafford with the Rams. And they had Jared Goff, but they ended up moving for Matthew Stafford. The other teams weren't that, weren't very competitive. There weren't a lot of options for Tom Brady other than that. So I thought that was a very interesting soundbite. I'm happy Bobby got it into the show. And one thing on baseball, I was planning on doing this until we had the hockey guests. Did you see Manny Machado and the Padres beat the Dodgers last night? First time, I think twice, second time since the World Series run where the Dodgers were an underdog. And the Padres drilled them last night at Petco Park. This is the start of the second of three trips L.A. will make to downtown San Diego. One, two, hammered. Absolutely crushed. Deep to left. Rex going back. Looking up. Gonna go. Three-run homer, Manny Machado. That was a big home run, and they beat the Dodgers, and that was some fun baseball. That was a lot of fun. That was fun baseball to watch. I really enjoyed that. 
In the Euro Championship today, England beat the Czech Republic 1-0. Croatia over Scotland 3-1. I've been watching all of that, and we have two big games tonight. And they're both at the same time. So you wonder why hockey ratings really struggle. 6 o'clock Pacific, Clippers at Phoenix. Game 2, Clippers trail 0-1. And then 6 o'clock tonight here in Vegas, Montreal at Vegas. That game will be on NBC Sports Network on television and our flagship station here at Fox Sports Radio 1340 with Dan Duva and Gary Lawless on the call. One other breaking news story in the NFL, Antonio Brown, the Bucks wide receiver, his probation in the truck driver battery case was terminated a year early. Antonio Brown's probation was was terminated and the criminal matter stemming from his altercation with a moving truck driver was finalized earlier today. His attorney told that to ESPN. What a head case this guy is. He was charged with assaulting a driver January 21st of 2020 while the driver was delivering items to his home. Brown pled no contest, two years probation, and now that's been settled with one year probation left. Wiped out for Antonio Brown, who showed up with a hot air balloon in Napa with burnt feet and ended up winning a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is fascinating to me that he's still in the league, but he's in the league because of his buddy, Tom Brady, and Tom Brady gave him a second chance. Hope you enjoyed the show today. Really enjoyed everything we did. We got a monster show lined up tomorrow, hopefully coming off of Vegas Golden Knights victory. Once a Raider, always a Raider. We have a segment coming up tomorrow with our Raider alumni. I'll tell you that tomorrow on Twitter at JT the Brick as we put the show line up there before the show. After the show, I'm here for another couple of hours. We're launching a brand new podcast that is going to stay under wraps. But it's different than the podcast I've done for years, The Game Plan, which we'll continue to do. But this one's going to be really special. Really special. Very unique. Very Raider-esque. And it's going to have something to do with the Hall of Fame. And I'll just leave it at that. Thanks to Bobby Machado, who produces the show. All of our partners, including Ihole, the award-winning tequila. Shout Ihole when the Golden Knights score tonight. And hopefully they play like Tampa did last night in the first period. We'll be back tomorrow. Raider Nation Radio, Resorts World opens Thursday. And then I'm heading out to Mexico for a few days next week to recharge the Raider batteries. Vinny Bonsignor at 4 o'clock with great content. Have a great day, everybody. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.